Imagine waking up and feeling ready to face the day with a smile, having more energy for your work, family and social life, fitting into your jeans and feeling good about your body, knowing what to eat and enjoying your food without guilt or confusion, dealing with the stress of daily life in a way that doesn't fry your chips and best of all, feeling relaxed, optimistic and in control of your health. It's all possible. I will show you how. Get ready to live a happy, healthy, energized life with Straight Talking Natural Health, a no BS, tell it like it is wellness show brought to you by qualified naturopath and functional medicine practitioner, Jules Galloway. That's me. When interviewing guests for my podcast, there have been a couple of pinch me moments where I've sat down with someone who's actually a massive deal to me. Someone I've looked up to for being a trailblazer and a leader in the industry. This is one such occasion. Dr. Albert Mensah is the co-founder of Mensah Medical in Illinois, USA. He has extensive clinical experience in biochemical imbalances and began his career in the field at the former Pfeiffer Treatment Center under the direction of William Walsh, president of the non-profit Walsh Research Institute. Now, if anyone knows me well, they'll know that I consider this institute to be the absolute leader in the world for pyrrole disorder. Dr. Mensah has treated over 3,000 patients with advanced targeted nutrient therapy. He serves on the board at the Walsh Institute and serves as a clinical instructor for their international doctor training programs all around the world. His current practice includes the management of cognitive disorders like autism spectrum disorder, behavior and learning disorders, eating disorders, bipolar disorder, anxiety, childhood and adult schizophrenia, Alzheimer's disease and Parkinson's disease, as well as family medicine thrown in for good measure. But what you will hear in this interview is that Dr. Mensah is so much more. He is in fact one of the most heartfelt, genuine, caring practitioners that I've ever had the joy to interview. Honestly, there were a few moments where I had goosebumps in this chat. This guy is the real deal. So without further ado, I bring to you my conversation with Dr. Albert Mensah. Okay, and we're coming to you today from the Bioceutical Symposium in Sydney, and I'm very, very excited to say that I have sitting in front of me someone that I've been following for a long time, and I know that a lot of you have as well, and this is Dr. Albert Mensah. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today here on Straight Talking Natural Health. Well, thank you for having me. It's a real pleasure, actually. Yeah, cool. Now, you're not speaking for a couple of days, so I'm, I'm extremely grateful that you've found the time to just sneak off into the media room today and have a chat. <laughs> um, listeners, he was talking about being incognito, but I did find him. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> All right. Now, we'll get straight into it. Um, Albert, I would love to know a little bit of your backstory because I know you work in similar areas to myself in that you do a lot of sort of anxiety and pyrrole disorder and mental health, and you draw a lot of those people to you. So tell me about how you came to be in that part of the profession in the first place. That's a very long story, and I will do my best um, to make this brief, but it's going to be difficult. Uh, first of all, uh, I'll just start with the medical process, one in which I was traditionally trained and a very staunch advocate for, and I'm the world's biggest skeptic. Mm. I don't believe anything anywhere, anytime without um, quadruple, double-blind studies to go along with it. Uh, but I came to a point of, um, of impasse where 
one of my very close friends, who I know is a no-nonsense physician, told me about a new facility that she encountered where they actually could treat and heal schizophrenia, autism, and bipolar disorder, anxiety, depression, all these things. And I said, wonderful, how does this work? And she said, well, they use uh, nutrients. I said, oh, come on now, vitamins. Everyone knows vitamins do not work. And she said, no, no, you have to see this place. And make a long story short, I went there, and I thought, on a visit, and I thought this is either the biggest sham I've ever seen or the most cutting-edge phenomenon that no one has ever heard of. And I, I, I had one of two paths to go, and the thing is, at the time, um, I just signed a very lucrative business contract financially, and um, I decided to take a risk. And the risk was the other one didn't pay quite as much. <laughs> uh, so uh, nonetheless, I did, and every day I was there, I saw exactly what I was told would happen with this very cutting-edge technology. And so, well, just to say the least, years later, now I'm preaching it. <laughs> and it's not me, it's, it's the science that has been there on, based on the giants that came before us. Yeah, and we're so glad you're preaching it. Uh, why do you think so many members of the medical profession are not preaching it yet? What's going wrong without, without dumping anyone in it? I mean, we love all the doctors out there and they're all trying to do good things. Uh, but why is that divide happening? I don't know if I would call it a divide. Quite honestly, what we do is almost ghostly. It's in the, not in, that it's in the shadows, but it's in such an extreme minority that um, most doctors aren't even aware of it. And when they become aware of it, their response is the same as mine, which is why, at least the same way mine was, which is why I actually enjoy talking to physicians because I was there. I was that person. I'm more of a skeptic than they are. And I can break things down to them from a molecular perspective and go back to the very science that I tell them, listen, this was the missed pieces of the science. When you go back and insert them, you move in a very different direction that leads to healing and correction as opposed to simply the only option being pharmaceutical. So with that in mind, we're able to talk to individuals, but you know, the mantra of traditional medicine is still hard ingrained from day one in medical school. Nutrients don't do anything except feed the body in a very small amount. And to treat problems, you need pharmaceutical agents from day one, week one. This is what we get. So this, these are the barriers. When you tell someone, listen, that's not intermittent explosive disorder. That's pyro disorder. Mm. And you tell, and they say, oh, come on, wait, wait, what's this? Pi, pi, pi what? You say, pi roll. And they say, is, that, is there evidence for that in the double-blind research? It's been studied, it's been researched, et cetera. Or to tell them, you know, well, everyone knows that autism has no cure. I said, who's everyone? I said, would you tell that to the autistic children who've been healed? They say, well, what, what are some of the things that involve, what, what are the genes? I said, this is not about genes, this is about oxidative stress and epigenetics and the doctors look at you blankly because they haven't been trained in this you know my my old surgeon uh, mentor from uh, medical school and residency said to me you know albert the eyes cannot see what the mind does not know so without the training and the exposure they can't understand what you're talking about it's a very foreign topic to them as it was me so this is still the problem that's prevalent. 
And fortunately, it's our patients and the lay people that are actually pushing the doctors to learn. They become exposed, they become critical, but this massive wave of knowledge keeps being thrown at them. And then they begin to investigate. And then it becomes one of finding out who the real scientists are versus who the practitioners are. My mentor, Dr. Walsh, told me that this is back in 2005. He said, Albert, you know, a true scientist is someone who is willing to throw away their most deeply cherished belief when presented with the appropriate data. And I've never forgotten that. So even the skeptical me, if I see the data, if I see the progression, the process, if it makes sense, I too have to change. And that's one of the things I've learned here in Australia over the course of the years. My thoughts on gut issues have done a tremendous 360 degrees turnaround, largely because of the colleagues I've met here. Yeah. Yeah. Like even 10 years ago, the word microbiome just wasn't in our vocabulary. There's so much new research coming out at the moment. Yes. We don't know what we don't know, but where do you feel like things are headed in the next few years in, in terms of this area of medicine? It's going to be very interesting. Um, right now, I think we're in the phase of exploration and disbelief simultaneously. I want to share with you the idea of the French Revolution and the Renaissance that occurred at the same time. We are in a medical renaissance. There is more research, more information, more, more science that's being thrown all over the place in terms of discovery, findings, correct and incorrect. But at the same time, it's there and it's exposed. So now many of us are reaching, we're searching, we're evaluating, reevaluating what all this means. We're trying to make sense of it and trying to help our patients with that information. A lot of it is wrong quite honestly, but a lot of it is right. And so finding that correct balance and finding those answers is what's key right now. We'll see more of it in the next five, 10 years, but I can tell you within the next five years, there's going to be tremendous opposition, tremendous opposition all over the world. Mm -hmm. And the very people, well, you know, there's a saying in medicine, uh, first you deny it, then you reject it simultaneously, then you accept it, and then you claim it. <laughs> says, yes, we knew that all along, and it first began. And no, you knew nothing. <laughs> the very people that you were, were, were blasting now become your heroes, but it's 100 years later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and some people are going to be doing the hard yards in the middle of that. Correct. Yeah, and, and we, we thank you for it. <laughs> I didn't mean me. <laughs> uh, I mean all of you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Look, I feel I feel like we're going through an epidemic in terms of mental health um, at the moment. I'm just I'm seeing things in practice that 10, 15 years ago we just didn't come across, like maybe once in a blue moon, but not like we do now. Um, even in kids, because I know you see a lot of young people in, in yes. your practice. Mm -hmm. um, even the other day, I, I heard a story about someone in my local area who's suicidal and they're 11. Mm -hmm. What's going wrong? Everything. Um, take your pick. Everything from diet. Well, first, if we want to go back to embryohood, um, we're over 
treating our female patients with folic acid. We're giving it too long. It's been sanctioned for three months. That's what we understood was necessary to prevent neural tube defects. So now, um, for those who don't know, and that's most of the world, most of the, most of the doctors, folic acid removes, it's a powerful genetic tool at a nutrient level. And it literally removes methyl molecules that are protective. So what we're doing is we're creating vulnerability in our children before they're born. And now they're far more sensitive to oxidative stress insults. Oxidative stress insults can come from anything from cumulative vaccinations to uh, well water to um, sometimes even the wrong diet eaten by the mother. Shock horror. Preconception even? <laughs> Preconception. Um, to emotional stress by the mother. People are not aware the baby hears in the womb. It experiences in the womb. When we look at all the things that a, a mother is exposed to, our ancestors were far smarter than we were. They used to say to a pregnant woman's husband, treat the woman carefully, put her on a pedestal, and don't mark that baby. These were not scientists, but they knew that how a woman was treated could affect the developing child. We're doing all these things horrifically. We haven't even gotten to the environment. We've got um, electromagnetic wave frequencies all over the place. We have lights that don't allow us to sleep. We have all sorts of toxins, GMOs. Everyone out there knows the, the, the buzzwords, but they don't realize the cumulative effect and how devastating it truly is. And mental health, what part of our world is not stressful? Depending on who you talk to, some say Norway is not stressful or oh, Sweden. <laughs> but, you know, for the most part, there's tremendous stress everywhere. So it's, it's in every facet of our society, emotional, um, biochemical, environmental, um, nutritional. Um, the very soil that we grow food in is no longer healthy soil. So how do we expect to have healthy children? when we don't have the very fundamental basics necessary for our healthy life. It's, it's become more and more horrific globally, not just in Australia, not just in America. It's the same slope, as we call it, the same rate of incremental decrement. It's yeah. terrible. So now that you've depressed everyone, <laughs> tell me some good news. What are some good things that we can expect in the next few years that can help us to solve this problem? The good news is that we have what I will call medical warriors. Yeah. <laughs> we have people that are going to battle for the population at large. Many people don't understand certainly what practitioners here in Australia are going through. Um, the Americans and, and foreigners go through everything from ridicule um, to public uh, consternation, and some have even lost their lives. Um, but the whole point is that these individuals care. This is not a financial situation. We're, we're not getting paid for this. Um, most of us have actually lost salary and income and revenue 
by moving into this line of work as opposed to going to our wonderful practices where we make you know, X number hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to see patients every 10, 15 minutes and to write prescriptions. Okay. This field is here. It is infiltrated by people who care. And one of the things I'm very proud of is that the doctors who are truly with you care about you. And believe me, this goes to mainstream doctors as well as the, the so-called alternative physicians. They all care. The difference is what we're exposed to. We're all trying to protect our patients. We're all trying to help our patients. But right now, we need people who are not simple practitioners of medicine. Practitioners of medicine practice medicine the same way they were taught. That's all they do. And they wait for some board or some agency to tell them what the next set of vaccines is to be or what the latest drug is going to be used for. They no longer think as scientists. They don't evaluate for themselves. Those individuals were not the original design in medicine. The original design was for the individual person who was both the researcher, the practitioner, and evaluator and protector of the patient pool, the patient population. And this is what we're coming back to. So that's the good side of things. <laughs> the other side, I have to say, the real champions, the real warriors are moms. Totally. <laughs> These are the people who are driving the dads. These are the people who simultaneously are driving the doctors, the practitioners, everyone everywhere. Unfortunately, the rise of the frequency of pathology in children has spurred on the drive to not accept that you're stuck this way as an answer. We're more likely to accept that you and I as adults are stuck this way. Don't become depressed and we will sit there and do nothing. But lo and behold, not our child. No, no, this one we'll go to battle for. And it's because of that, not just warrior mentality, I call it maternal mentality, or paternal uh, mentality, that drives the battle. No parent is going to sit there and say, oh my goodness, this is all we can do. I'll just wait for another 50 years, and then maybe by the time he or she is 50 or 60 and I'm 80 or 90, there'll be a cure for this. No, no, no one is doing that. We were learning way too much. Yeah. yeah. My mum's, my mum clients are some of my best researchers because they're the ones who will sit up. They'll put the kids to bed. They'll sit up from 7 p.m. till 11 p.m. every night on the internet trolling for studies. And, you know, I don't even want to call it Dr. Google anymore because I think for a lot of them it's gone past that. Like some of them are getting so well educated just from what they find online and they bring things to me that are of great value in my practice. So I think it's really important to listen to the mums as well. It is. Um, and that's everywhere. <laughs> you know, people, we've been so trained in our differences by societies and cultures that we fail to recognize the same underlying basic instincts amongst all ethnic groups, races, and populations on the planet. What you just shared with me, has been told to me by nearly every single mother who comes into the office yep. over the course of several years. So, yay moms out there. Yeah, we love you moms. <laughs> Dr. Mensa, thank you so much for spending that valuable time of yours with us today. We really appreciate it. And please keep leading that charge from the front and being part <laughs> of the change that we want to see in 
medicine and in the world. Thank you. We will try. Thank you so much for having me. A lovely discussion. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Straight Talking Natural Health. If you liked what you heard, hit subscribe. That way you'll never miss an installment. If you're a fan, please take a moment to leave me a review on iTunes. It helps other listeners to find this podcast too. Also, check out my website at julesgalloway.com. You'll find all the podcast episodes there along with loads of blog posts and resources to help you on the path back to finding your happy, energized self again. There's also a free quiz to help you assess your risk of burnout and adrenal dysfunction. So if you've been burning the candle at both ends or maybe you've been super busy or stressed recently, take the quiz now to see where your body is at. That's at julesgalloway.com. And let's connect. Follow my adventures on Facebook and Instagram at Jules Galloway Health. Till next time, remember, look after your awesome self because it gives others permission to do the same. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.